0: Welcome to episode 155 of the All The Book Show, recorded at the David A. Howell Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. And I'm Eric Mickles, And I'm Nick Gunning. Hey, Nick. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm fine. Are, oh, I, thought we, I really? thought we were building up to something. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, this is technically
0: uh, uh, my birthday podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It Usually sure we is. have been here on my birthday podcast. I know. So this I is know. a real sad birthday. Yeah.
1: Has it, well, it's not every single. Sometimes it's just... It's just the two of us. Yeah. I are you texting him right happens. now? What's going on? Uh no, I'm not oh, texting. Oh, you are on your right phone. I thought
0: you were gonna skype him in. No. And he's like, hi guys. That would be fun. Happy birthday, I mean Eric. <laughs> we could probably
1: I mean not the Twitch people, yeah. but
0: happy um, you know, we could have birthday, uh, Mr President. That's Ben. <laughs> I don't know. Ben is
1: singing Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. How old are you gonna be? How old am I gonna be? Yeah.
0: I'm gonna be thirty two.
1: Thirty two? Yeah. That's disgusting. How old are you? Shut up. I'm 35, but <laughs> yeah. I carry it well. Yeah. You know? What are you doing? So I, I'm not doing anything. You're,
0: you're doing something on your phone. I don't think so. You I'm, are calling somebody. No,
1: I'm not. Hello. Oh, is that the queen of Halloween I have on the line with us?
2: Hi. It
0: is. Hi. Wow. Sally Murphy. That's
1: right. Sally Murphy. Is, is the podcast mic picking Sally up? Yes. All right. Uh, Sally, thanks so much for joining us remotely. How are things in North Carolina?
0: They're pretty good. Okay. They're Wait. Meeting, so suffering, but fine. Uh-huh. Cool. cool How's
1: Sarah? She's great. Great. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know if you're aware, but we're doing the podcast and uh, the Twitch stream live right now. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. So all your adoring fans are listening. Right. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of the date fast approaching, but uh, <laughs> my co host, Eric Mickles, is coming up on a birthday, and I thought you might want to chime in with well wishes. I do. Yeah. I've actually been, like, brainstorming exactly how to say <laughs> Okay. To yeah. the king of dinosaurs himself. Yeah. King of dinosaurs? Uh, yeah. That's the T-Rex. The T-Rex is the king of dinosaurs. All right. Side. Yeah, don't no. shut up. The duke I mean, of dinosaurs. Listen. <laughs> the duke of dinosaurs. Yeah. The archduke of dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. But I came up with, you're
0: Jurassic fantastic. Hey, that's pretty good. It's gay. good. I nice. like it.
1: I like it. <laughs> um, so, podcast listeners, Sally's always on our Halloween episode. Yeah. But she moved far away. She moved far away, but I want to know if you can have a firm commitment right now that you will remotely be on our Halloween episode. Oh my gosh, of course. This is in all the books exclusive. Repeat for the podcast, Sally. Will you do the Halloween episode? i i will do the halloween episode okay, <laughs> okay don't make her say it a third time or bad things okay. will happen all right yeah all right well sally thank you so much for taking the time to wish eric a happy birthday <laughs> oh yes i really do hope it's the happiest of birthdays uh, Aww, i do guys. too thanks sally so i hope you have a fabulous yeah fabulous we're having sow- a good time. time uh so feel free to quit your job and move back here okay all right bye <laughs> okay uh that was sally yeah just dropping by to yeah. say happy birthday to you yeah um now, as much as, as I love Sally and you love Sally. Uh-huh. We all love Sally. Uh-huh. I don't know if she's the most high-profile person that I've forced what? to say happy birthday to you. No, that would in be in a public arena. Probably be Wendy Corsi Staub. Wendy Corsi Staub. That's <laughs> correct. Uh, so, as we've been talking about for months and months, Wendy Corsi Staub was here uh, on August second. Wendy 2nd. of course, Staub. I like it. I'm sorry. She was here promoting her new book, Little Girl Lost. If you haven't read it, pick it up. It's in paperback. It's everywhere. Uh, it, it straddles back and forth between the 60s and the 80s, so a blast from the past. Right. Uh, Eric's in his mid to late 30s now, so it why, is the are 80s are that? his past as well. Um, so we had her here and we thought, geez, we got to sit he her down, and we got to talk. So down in the auditorium, we did a little interview and I can't wait. So we're just going go to launch right into it. Yes, okay. Eric. Roll that tape. So we, we have a, a weekly podcast that we do where we just we talk about books and we interview some authors sometimes and so we thought while wow, you were here, yeah we gotta get you on the microphone. I we'll love it. So anyway, uh, for our podcast listeners, Eric and I are here in the Nancy Howe Auditorium with a live audience. Come here a little from the Yay. audience. Here they are. <laughs> And it's a special occasion because normally it's just me and Eric talking to each other, but now we have a special guest, Wendy Corsi-Staub. Wendy, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you so much. Happy <laughs> to be here.
1: All right. Well, we have a series of five questions that we want to ask you, just okay. some things. We, we've both read your work and just have a few, few questions that we want to go with. Eric, why don't you take it away with question number one?
0: Okay. Uh, so this was actually my question as well. Um, so with roughly 100 published works, Multiple awards and a strong following. There's no that no doubt that you're a successful writer. But when did you first notice this was happening, and what was that transition like for you? Were you a starving artist, and when did you realize <laughs> you weren't a starving artist anymore?
2: Um, that is a, that's a great question oh, and because I don't think I've ever. Th- very nice, Eric. Thank, thank you. you. So <laughs> um, I don't. I've never. You know, I have given it thought, and there was a moment that stands out in my career. So. You know, it's a series of moments, you know, you think, oh, I sold my first book. Oh, I, you know, here's my book in the store. I get the first cover. But the moment was um, February, I think it was 2002. I'm going to guess the year. It stands out, but I'm not great with math, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't quote me. But I, I do know We're that.
1: To we had some uh, equations here for you to do, but we'll, we'll cut oh, right. those out. Oh, great, good, so. no yeah, arithmetic, yeah. A, book people love yeah, math. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I, I had published probably by then maybe like, I don't know, 10 or 15 books, and I was started out writing young adults novels and i just thought well i have made it i am going to be you know i mean harry potter it was before harry potter was a thing but i was like gonna be like that you know i just thought i'm successful for life we're all set and then that market just died it just went away my publisher said my editor was great he was like try your hand at adult novels so i did i wrote adult suspense um which was just grown-up people, and I thought, but then I had to learn how to do that. So right. the first one came out, eh, did all right. Second one, eh. And the third one, eh. They were doing okay. I was in hardcover, and they said, we're putting you back into paperback, and I thought I'd been demoted. Mm, you know, right. that was not great news. Because we think that's going to break you out, and I, I hit the bestseller list out of nowhere. I got a phone call. I was playing with my kids. It was a snow day. I'll never forget, Um, and the phone rang, and I ran in to grab it. It was my editor, He's like, are you sitting down? You just made, so I had made the USA Today list, but then I thought the next one for sure would do great, and the next (laughs) one, yeah, no, but the New York Times was always my dream because I worked in a bookstore, and my job on Saturdays was to arrange the New York Times bestsellers in order on the shelf so that everybody could buy them, and they were in order with a big number (laughs) underneath, and I just wanted that so badly and out of nowhere I hit and I rode that list for like six weeks I think and yeah. but that day the first day was amazing and my parents were coming to visit it was around Valentine's Day and they were on their way to visit and I called them to tell them and my mom said I knew that and she's like <laughs> I already knew it she was always like I'm psychic I know and she had actually she had brought me a charm she had already had it engraved with the bestseller. it was I still have it but that moment I felt like no one can ever take that away from you and I felt, you know, stupidly I felt like, oh my work here is done, I can just (laughs) sit back (laughs) and that was the point I was trying to make before, you do that and your career just goes, because the readers will know if you're phoning it in, you know. So okay.
1: Great. Thank the you. the moment. Uh, we've talked a little bit about your roots and, and coming from the Southern Tier. My question is, is how do you think that growing up in, in an area like this, how does that influence your writing? And it seems like you, you use parts of the area in, in a, a lot of your books, and I wonder, what draws you to do that?
2: Uh, oh, I absolutely do, it's always home to me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had mentioned, I have, a hu- I have a huge family. I'm, re- I'm related to most <laughs> people in town. Could not get away with anything back uh, in my hometown. But, yeah, there was always the sense of support that mm-hmm. I think that they believed in me. They thought I was wacky. I was the oldest cousin Emble, both so I was kind of a nut job um, <laughs> in a lot of ways, but they believed in me. So I kind of had this sense of I could just go out there and do what I mm-hmm. want because they told me I could. No right. one said I couldn't, and I think that really helped. in Western New York, when I come back, I, I, love, I love coming back here because I always feel like the warmth is just you just enveloped. And I think that for a writer who you're putting yourself out there, it's a cruel industry. (laughs) And especially these days. I mean, people just can attack you wherever they want to, on Mm -hmm. social media, reviews, or whatever. I try not to look at any of that I've learned. (laughs) So to feel like you have your people who have your back, Mm -hmm. and they, they love me no matter what, I think that that warmth and sense of belonging somewhere in a career where you will never have stability yeah. like that. Yeah. Has been amazing. And the weather, let me say, <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that when I write suspense, I often will reach for the storm is coming, uh-huh. the sky yeah. is darkening. Because that's how you grew up, yeah. right? I mean Yeah,
1: it works year round <laughs> yes, here. So. It does.
2: You can do that any time of year. Yeah. And a sense of isolation, mm-hmm. sort of those winter months, it's very yeah. evocative. And yeah. it also lends itself well to staying inside and reading and writing. Sure. So, yeah, okay. that's just who I am.
0: It's, Great. That's where I come from. Thank you. Um, so you use the nearby Lily Dale as the backdrop for your adult mystery series, but you also use it for your young adult mm-hmm. series. How does the writing process differ? Oh, uh, you've you've talked a little bit about uh, it's writing for adult people as well, but how does it differ in terms of just writing for teens, like the style and the...
2: Well, it's changed because my first book in 1993, Two, I guess I sold it in 92 it was published in 93 it was for teens and when I went back to writing for them about 15 years later I remember the editor liked what I had sent her but she sent it back and said more white space way more white space it was about the visual she's like they you can't hold them that long it's instant gratification especially for young readers mm-hmm. I don't believe that all kids, like the kids don't have the patience to wade through narrative, they certainly do. And my son, my oldest son is an avid reader, but I think that you have to keep in mind that you'll lose them. There's so much competing for their attention, so you, I think you need to keep the pacing, you're more aware when you're building something, a character or a setting of keeping it forward, like this forward trajectory. Um, and I don't dumb it down, Right. but I think I've gone through a lot of times and thought, "Wait, would my reluctant reader be able to still be engaged?
1: Mm-hmm. So is that a real like mindset change for you when you're like, okay, this is YA, well, I've got to shake it out and like sit yeah. down. And... Yeah.
2: yeah, it was, and I haven't done it in a while um, okay. until recently. And I think that the booksellers have, and I'm so glad you have the scream and scream again. Um, I'm actually... You get to say cool things in this industry, where you know you don't even get free coffee. I'm friends with Arl Stein. I've known him for years. <laughs> I call him Bob. He's a good guy. But Bob <laughs> had asked me to write a young adult, um, a short story for young readers—really young readers. This is for middle-grade readers. Um, and the premise was it either opens with a scream or it ends with a scream. Can you do that? It was uh, we donated them for for Mystery Writers of America. Okay. Uh, I thought. I could do that. I could try it. And it was it was hard, I'll tell you. It was hard to write and for those younger readers. Mm-hmm. First time I've done it in years. So I was very aware every yeah. step of the way. Right. Like, wait a minute. What is this word that I'm reaching for? This is not the right for this age group. It was a process. It took me probably a, a huge chunk of time compared to <laughs> like writing a novel for adults was really yeah time wise. Yeah. This was very time-consuming. Interesting to get it right. All right.
1: Well, let's uh, let's switch gears to talk a little bit about your, your current book that that you have out now, uh, Little Girl Lost. So I've read it. Uh, I like the I like the dueling settings with the sixties oh, and thank the eighties. I think I think that thank works you. very That's well. Fun. And uh, I hope that you enjoyed the '80s playlist we were listening to. I did. I didn't know uh, if that we, was deliberate. I said
2: something to my friends. Yes, it was.
1: And I have to give credit where credit's <laughs> yeah, due because Eric's you. the king of the mixtape. So, oh my yeah. God! Oh,
2: right. the mixtape. There's a volume two if you want it. was yeah. good. <laughs> I said something to him, and he it reminded me of my college roommate. You said that. <laughs>
1: I, I asked Not earlier. Shocked. I was like, "Do you have an '80s playlist play we could know. use?" And he just stared blankly at me, like, "Yes, of course of I do." Of course yes. I do. Yes. Yes. So anyway, oh, the music. Uh, so so the question buried in there is: uh, You talked a little bit. About your research, but I'm wondering what what in there that, that you came across maybe surprised you the most when you were researching those times. Was was there a factoid or a little something that happened that you that you grabbed to put in the book that really stood out to you? It's like wow,
2: it was that it was so long ago. I guess mm. because when you lived it, and you guys are obviously younger than me, and you know, I just felt like it was yesterday. And when I started to think, oh my god, I mean, it was years and years and decades ago Mm -hmm. in my life and certain things are so vivid that when I started framing it in history and realizing like people who weren't even born yet or things that hadn't even happened Mm -hmm. yet or sort of just the internet and technology and when you're looking at that I had to research sort of these random things would come into play i i knew there were no cell phones really at this time i mean i and that's a crutch let me tell you as a writer if you have a character coming into a scene and he's alone for a minute you need to have him take a beat you can have him get a phone call on his cell Mm -hmm. or you can have them look up some information like if you have a detective like without technology it's tough yeah and so that for me was shocking yeah
1: it's, well, it's funny hard. to think, you know, like in in these settings, there are times when they need to like communicate, and yeah. it's like, well, you just can't, you can't. because you just can't. he's not sitting by a landline somewhere. Right. so That's it. But the know? flip side
2: of that coin is, <laughs> yeah. you can disappear. Yes. In 1987, yeah. and you have a very hard time disappearing now. And uh, my author friends and I, we always like, oh, let's not go to the storm again, where you have to have the power knocked out so that nobody <laughs> can be reached, or mm-hmm. or the dead cell phone battery, or the lost cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not believable now right, that right. somebody could vanish. But mm-hmm. back then, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, yeah, that was that was a really big revelation, and sort of things I thought were around, I had to look up. I'm like, oh my god, that wasn't even there, <laughs> or food, or and even the phrase. So there was a phrase I had, um, African American. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody said something about African American, and yeah. my young college, well, college grad now, but he he read it and edited some of it for me and he's like nobody said this in and sure enough he was right yeah but those are little
1: things you might not think little about, things in the language and, yeah that a okay. young
2: person picked up on
1: okay well eric already mentioned just how prolific you are and i'm i'm wondering if we can dive into your back catalog for a minute and for somebody who who's never read one of your books is there is there something in there like what, what would you recommend maybe you don't have to say it's your favorite, but maybe a book that you wrote that stuck with you the longest or one that's of particular importance to you that you might say, hey, give this a shot.
2: Well, I, I have, I've written under other names. Okay. So I've written under the pseudonym Wendy Markham, mm-hmm. um, and that's women's fiction. It's a little bit lighter, but there's a book that I wrote called If Only In My Dreams. I wrote it as Wendy Markham, and it was a really hard sell. It's about a woman who goes back in time uh, to world to December sixth, nineteen forty one and she has breast cancer in present day and she needs treatment and she she falls in love with the soldier that she knows is doomed to die on D-Day. And it was this book that I just felt like I had to write it. It spoke to me. I was not supposed to be writing it. My agent said it would never sell. Mm-hmm. And it's a happy, cheerful book. I know it doesn't sound like, it, but really, <laughs> <laughs> it actually has a sequel. Uh, that book is my favorite. Okay. Because it was the book I wanted to write, and I always liked the 40s, and I liked time travel. So it was very whimsical.
1: Definitely no cell that phones, was then.
2: No <laughs> cell phones, uh, <laughs> no no technology. Say the title again. It was, it's called If Only in My Dream. And And it's under the name Wendy Wendy Markham. Yeah. All right. So that. But the uh, suspense, if you like suspense, I would say the Good Sister. It was set in Buffalo. Oh. um, At this, and it's so funny. It's I made up the school. It's an all-girls, you know, Catholic (laughs) school that is very gothic, the Gothic and creepy. And I did, did a lot of press up there when I was. When the book came out, and everybody that I talked to said, I know which school it is. And I was like, no, you don't. I know which nun that was. I'm like, you don't. You don't. (laughs) But that was very, for Western New York and for suspense, like that, I would recommend. It great. Was, okay. Yeah, very all right. We'll check
1: those out and we'll see if we have them in our collection. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for sitting down and talking with us. Thank you. Uh, Before we let you go and we get back to the main program, I, I have to say it's, it's almost Eric's birthday. So I think oh, he needs a birthday shout out.
2: Happy maybe. birthday, Eric. When yeah, is yeah. it, actually? It's is...
0: Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. I didn't think okay. this was going
2: to happen. Happy... <laughs> I would sing to you, but I don't do the Marilyn Monroe birthday song very okay, well. That's fine. So we'll just. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I, I'm happy to sing to you. Happy all birthday. Right, you yes, want... he will okay. do it. The sooner this ends, the better. Oh, okay. all
1: right. Sooner yeah, Eric Hayes talking Eric. about his
2: birthday.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, thank you so much. It was thank great you. to have you You guys here. are
2: great. Great there questions. Right. Thank you. Right. Thank you so it's much, good.
1: guys. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my gosh. You were so embarrassed. No, you're embarrassed. With the birthday stuff? Yes. I'm surprised you were so embarrassed. Yeah, stop. I thought you Well. Oh, all sorry. Right. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sally, Wendy Corsi If you had to choose a favorite, who would it be to wish you a what? happy birthday? Oh, out of all the people. One, one right. of your longtime friends yeah. or a total
0: stranger uh-huh. who was just here over the weekend. Uh, you well, can, you can think about it. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, you can think about it. Thanks. I did have an answer. Oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I want to hear it. What is Sally doing? Taking all the attention away from yeah. my birthday. Yeah. She, Rock Burgers wasn't enough, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. No, that was pretty fun. Hi, thanks for calling me. uh, Sally and I, when she lived in town, we used to go to Rock
1: Burgers, and it made Eric very angry. Nah, nah, I was fine. I was fine. Very mad. I was fine. Anyway, uh, big thanks to Wendy Corsi's job uh, just for coming to begin with. Yeah. Uh, she signed a lot of books for a lot of people. She signed a lot of stock. Our yeah. friends at the, the Bookworm from Easter Wara, the little uh, bookstore up there near Buffalo, mm-hmm. came down to sell books. And Wendy signed a lot of those for them to have on their shelves. So right. If you weren't able to come, you live in the Buffalo area or thereabouts, stop by the Bookworm. You can still get a signed yeah. copy because she did quite yeah. a few. Yeah, she um, she
0: was the uh the first mystery writer not yes. to call us a murder library. That's
1: true. Well I don't think Elizabeth Elo did, but she was only on the phone. Yeah, so she, she didn't know.
0: Joyce Carol Oates was creeped out by our basement she in our was. weird Santa statue. Yes. And Julia Spencer Fleming called it Legitimately, she a murder her library. Her library. Yeah, yeah, like, she is. did. So Wendy Corsi Staub said she liked the energy. Yeah, and uh, her dad. Yeah, also she was liked all about energy. it. That's yeah. right. Her yes. dad came.
1: That was yes. so nice. Her dad came down yeah. uh, from from where? Because she's she's from Western yeah. New York. She's yeah. so she's kind of coming home. So he yeah. came down. We got to meet him. Yep. He also was very fascinated by the building. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Little Girl Lost is the book that's out right now. You oh. can get it anywhere. You can get it from friends at the Bookworm, but you can get it anywhere. Uh, she like also your local library. Like your local library. Yes, yeah. that's true. We have a signed copy right here. So <gasps> capture some of that oh magic. The books she mentioned specifically that, that she recommended were The Good Sister, uh-huh. which is has a Buffalo setting, yeah. and the one she wrote under her pseudonym, Wendy Markham. And that one is called If Only in My Dreams. And I think mm-hmm. she said that one has a sequel. Isn't that so, a uh,
0: song? Yeah.
1: Sing it. I'll Be Home for Christmas. <laughs> oh, right. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just going to say, I think that is actually is that Frank a Christmas Sinatra? album.
0: Uh... The Sinatra do a version of that. Sinatra does do a version of okay. that. Okay. Yep. I had Sinatra singing it in my head. Yep. Um so. anyway, so our thanks to Wendy
1: corsi Stop. Our thanks to thanks, everybody Wendy who came out to see her Live. Yeah. Everybody who watched the Facebook Live, which were legions. Gotcha. Thanks to our friends at the <laughs> Bookworm. Good times were had by all. Yes. Uh all right, but let's let's get into it. Let's, let's get Let's into get the rest right of into the, the episode, bookmark. Yeah. Uh, before oh, we get yeah, into bookmark. the bookmark, which is when we talk about the things that we've been reading. Uh huh. I wanna know how is Mission Impossible?
0: Uh do you wrote, I, I it's hard to talk about with that i mean it's just it's might be the best one really yeah really? it might be the best one that's, um
1: that's exciting i didn't expect you to say that
0: yeah no i thought mission impossible fallout might be the best uh mi movie um i guess i really like the first mission Impossible, and okay. the fourth one is pretty good okay so i need to see but this one was very intense mm-hmm. um so I've seen some people online calling it like the Dark Knight of the franchise, and I'm not sure I totally understand that. Yeah, what's that about? Like? Um, but it's really, it's really good. It's definitely like just a fantastically made uh, action film. Okay. So uh, my wife was there. She jumped. I mean, yeah, she was there watching it with me. She okay. jumped and like gasped and like sunk into her seat many times because she could not handle some of the stunts and everything.
1: Speaking of sinking into seats, I just uh-huh. rewatched Get Out. And oh. it was it's still very, very good. nice segue. It is still very good. <laughs> That's I fantastic. Honestly, I wasn't sure like watching it, knowing everything, but I really appreciated going back and seeing it again because there's right. a lot of clues. Yeah. There's a lot of little breadcrumbs. Yeah. Man. So that was pretty exciting. Hold on. You you like that transition? That, was the,
0: that Speaking of sinking in your seats. Yeah. Oh,
1: You're a Happy birthday. Oh my gosh. Is that Ben Lehman on the phone right now? Ben. Ben, you're live on the podcast, and you're live I'm on live Twitch. On I'm just calling
0: in to wish. <laughs> <me happy birthday. laughs> what is happening? Yeah, that's right. Thanks, that's
1: right. Ben. Uh, he already mentioned quite glumly that he likes it when you're here for his birthday. For you, yeah. Because last time, well, last time it was a little contentious because Ben, as you recall, I made you host and I demoted Eric. Do you remember that? <laughs>
0: yeah. Good yeah, times. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad. So, I,
1: I mean, yeah. I think our friendship recovered from that eventually, uh, but it took uh, some time. It was long recovery process. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Larry's turning 32. Why do we keep saying that? He oh doesn't my look God. I know. He doesn't look a day <laughs> over 35, so he's doing really well. He's doing really well. Thanks. Ben, have you seen Mission Impossible the latest one? I have not made it out yet. No. Okay. No. What about Get Out? Have you seen Get Out? I did see Get Out. And thumbs up, thumbs down? Um, absolutely, thumbs up. All I right. Really enjoyed it. I yeah. love it. Okay. I'm to get my brother to watch it. Ooh. <laughs> All right. The, yeah, yeah. We just rewatched it last night, so good times. All right. Well, Ben, thanks for calling in. Thanks for wishing Eric a happy birthday. Thanks, Ben. No problem. All right. Have a great rest of your podcast. Thank you. Bye, Ben. See you later. Eric Mickles, this is your life. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, that's so fun. anyway, yeah. I, I cut you off. You were praising me for my excellent no, let's transition. No, it's too late. We've moved on. Oh, okay. Yeah, we should that's probably cool. talk that's about cool. uh what
0: we're talking about. Yes, let's Book do it. Mark. So
1: we're moving into our bookmark segment. Eric. Me. Would you like me to go first? Yes. Okay. Here are some things that I read. Okay. Let me consult my notes uh-huh. just quickly. Pick uh, your first one. I finished oh, fin- okay. Monster Bar by uh-huh. Mr. John Grisham. So I'd started that last week. Right. Uh, this was a gift from Eric back when I was about to be full of staples it totally was and i got you this you know it's hard to rate this is a hard one to rate without giving be, yeah. giving too much away mm-hmm. but i think that i liked it you okay. know what i mean like i wasn't bored
0: three stars three
1: stars yeah, yeah. those are always it's tricky because like the main characters basically they find out they're going to essentially a diploma mill and they don't really have a much of a shot of actually getting jobs as lawyers or passing right. the bar so they decide to just like drop out In their last semester Uh and then like just practice law Mm -hmm. without a license. Right. And it's just so I just I never really felt like there was a compelling enough reason for them to not just finish. You know what I mean? Like just finish and then like study for the bar exam. Right. You know what I mean? Like obviously that's hard. But (laughs) if the alternative is still owing all the money and having no credentials, it just to me, it seemed like selfish people making reckless decisions. Oh, And then like you're
0: supposed to. Root for them or something, and I just
1: never did. You should watch Game of Thrones (laughs) sometimes
0: if you don't want to see unlikable characters making unlikable decisions.
1: So, I guess that's why I was on the fence about it because I do think that the story was good, like it was Uh interesting, but it just I don't know. I think that there were some leaps that were made and some like motivations of characters that were never quite good enough to really sell the story, right? And I think just some light tweaking really could have made it work. Okay. So no, I don't think I could really like recommend this okay. considering all the good Grisham that's out there. Um,
0: all right. Okay. So not recommended. No, even I don't it, think so. But this one was on the seller's list for a long time, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's Grisham sort of back to form. Camino
1: right. Island was different and the last couple ones have been at least atypical. So, right. yeah. Okay. Like I'm saying, it wasn't terrible. It certainly wasn't terrible. All right. Uh, I also read mm-hmm. uh, Nightwing volume two. Uh, back in bloodhaven back in blue so this
0: is the rebirth yeah. back in blue would be pretty this good this is the
1: rebirth nightwing title all right, never mind and <laughs> <laughs> as you know uh, i'm a huge nightwing fan yeah uh, i didn't enjoy the new 52 run no you didn't things have not been good for my Dick grayson <laughs> for a while yeah and this was actually pretty solid
0: hey no he's got that cool uh new teen titan show coming out, out on the dc unit. i don't he, want to talk about he that said that some things about he has some choice words for batman yeah
1: all right i grabbed the wrong note what's the last thing that i read what what? The last thing that you yeah. read? What is it? Oh,
0: you're moving on from Nightwing. Yeah. You liked it. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it, was good. it the was good. Death of Mrs. Westaway? No, that's, that's what I'm currently current. reading. No, uh, it's the Star, Star Trek, Trek
1: one. That's right. Planet of Judgment okay. by uh Hugo and Nebula winning author. Yeah. Uh what is it? Joe Hald I don't have in front of me. Joe haldeman Joe Haldeman, yeah. yeah what's going on with you, man? I'm sorry. Well I, well I grabbed the wrong notes, so oh, okay. I don't have it anyway uh first of all this one has a crazy cover huh so if you can just drop what you're doing and run to the nearest Yeah, i
0: don't understand why you think it's just isn't it just kirk yeah pointing his phaser yes. at the camera but like
1: kirk like the face of kirk uh-huh. is so like richly detailed yeah and it looks nothing like william shatner that's true i'm I looking mean, at it right now it doesn't nothing. look like william shatner it doesn't even look like william shatner's yeah. stunt double it doesn't it's just it's weird because it's such a close up picture of Kirk and it's not just like a kind of quick drawing Uh it's like I'm gonna sit down Mm -hmm. painstakingly
0: like sculpt this face that is not it does kind of look like somebody's like uncle it does yeah Yeah. like Uncle Dave can you come over and say hi to your Uncle Dave. Yes. That sort Can of I thing. Can I paint you, Uncle Dave? Uh, ha, ha, boy, you're getting big. Hey, pull my finger. All right, here I go. So uh,
1: A little yellow. <laughs> all right, now this one is another one that I find. So this was written after forever war so this is once Mm -hmm. alderman is a a nebula and hugo award winning author he goes and writes. you put that uh, on the cover yeah they did. planet of judgment yeah and here's here's what i think about this is it just
0: a planet of a bunch of people being like oh hey you'll wear anything yeah Yeah. oh you look great in that where'd you get it salvation army exactly yeah
1: exactly oh you make your kids food separate from what you're eating Yeah. you'll just yeah
0: okay planet of judgment
2: (laughs)
1: anyway
0: her kids are so free-spirited
2: this is this is my problem with uh-huh. it okay
1: <laughs> i think that it was actually like it's it was well written you know mm-hmm. what i mean like the character the dialogue was good the settings were dialogue good. was well nope no no <laughs> no but uh-huh i think it was a much more ambitious kind of sci-fi uh-huh. than star trek usually allows oh. and so it, it, i feel like he had this really like fine-tuned like well put together Uh concept right and then just tried to kind of like cram it into
0: star trek Uh uh-huh and it just doesn't work. That sometimes happens in Star Wars books as well. Yeah. Like, they'll bring it, like, look at this very scientifically yes. researched thing. Yeah. It's like, well, Star Wars is a bunch of space wizards, yeah. so stop. Right. Just tell right. us that it's a time machine and we'll believe you.
1: They, they, they meet this race of it's beings. It's a force time machine. <laughs> who keep, like, messing with their perception of things. Right. Having them relive moments from their lives, mm. working towards this, like, ultimate goal, which is a little confusing. Ben Lehman keeps calling them. Yeah. <laughs> but. Happy birthday, Kurt. But it just doesn't, like, it just never clicks because, uh-huh. like, he's still sort trying to write Star Trek. So it's like he keeps backing off right. but keeps giving you the foundation for this Ooh. novel that should have been like three times as long with original characters, right. not sure. in the confines of like yeah. Star Trek. So it made
0: me want to read more of his stuff. Okay. But he didn't really So you me. don't, you like it as a sci-fi book and not as a Star Trek book? Or you no, think I, the Star Trek-ness keeps it from being a good sci-fi book? I think both. Ah, yeah, I okay. think it's like, I think it's like the depth of sci-fi right.
1: makes it, so it's a bad star trek novel mm. and i think the star trek aspect of it mm. deadens okay. the high high end like high level concept right and they just never gel so okay. i would not recommend this all right but i don't i don't know this author yeah. like you do so. i've only read one book okay um and so now i guess now what i'm currently reading is mm-hmm. let's explore diabetes with owls that's by uh, mr david sedaris yeah. who has a new book coming out soon calypso is it? Ar- it's out it's already out
0: checking processing 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 <laughs> thank you
1: mr data um <laughs> calypso coming out it's already out yeah. i think it came out in may that's this a year. share song right nope uh, <laughs> you're, th- you're thinking of gypsies tramps and thieves oh, okay i love david sedaris i uh-huh. discovered him when i was working at my first library job in michigan shout out to willard library as a santa I was not as a Santa, no. And I was trying to find something, and I was particularly looking for audiobooks, because I like to do audiobooks back then when I was doing the big, like, giant book return. Mm -hmm. And somebody was like, oh, you got to try David Sedaris. So I think I started with uh, Me Talk Pretty one day, (laughs) and then just burned through them all. Barrel Fever, Naked, Dress Your Family in Corduroy and Denim, uh, all of them. Okay. And I, I love them. I love them all. And the way he reads them, it really sells them. I mean, it's really... I don't think I've ever just read a David Sedaris short story. Right. I think it would be good. Like, I think it would work. But I think a lot of it is the personality that he puts into it. So okay. if you were audio inclined at all, and actually, Let's Talk Diabetes with Owls is on Overdrive, so you don't even need the CDs. Hey, um, all right. Give it a shot on your next car trip. Okay. And I would... It's probably a PG-13 kind of a huh. <laughs> a rating. <laughs> I've only done the so, one. Holidays uh, on Ice? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't rank that particularly high. Although okay. Santa Land Diaries is great. That's very right. funny. Uh, right. But I would say that the, the cream of the crop would probably be Dress Your Family in Corduroy Denim mm-hmm. and Me Talk Pretty One Day. Okay. Uh, honestly, if I had to choose a favorite, I'd say Corduroy and Denim. Okay. Uh, anytime he's doing like the stories about his family growing up, right. that's, that's where it ought That's is. the that's, gold. That's the best stuff. So I'm reading that. And then I also started The Death of Mrs. Westaway. By Ruth Ware. Ruth Ware. Would we say friend of the show or like frenemy of the show? I would say frenemy yeah. at this point because I don't think she's taken our calls after the no. six to eight months of <laughs> Davis Harris reference, if anyone caught it. The yeah. six to eight months of uh, ribbing that we gave to Woman and Kevin Ten. Cabin yeah. 10. Um,
0: yeah. You, yeah, we 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 teased this so much. Now I, I don't I can't even get the energy to do the bit yeah. anymore. Yeah. So. I know. I understand. Death misses Westaway though. It's it's very good. So I also hmm. read The Lion Game by Ruth yes. Ware. you're a new Ruth Ware fan. Apparently,
1: apparently I would still I mean I haven't finished Westaway, uh-huh. but I would put Woman in Cabin 10 as the lowest of what I've read so far. <laughs> I would hope so. Yes. The plot <laughs> of this one is ba- is It's it worse? Is it like a 21-year-old like fortune teller who works on a dock? Okay. Uh, gets a letter in the mail saying your grandma died and you've inherited all this money. Right, and her grandma died like twenty years ago. And okay. this is not her family.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just
1: this. This was my life, really. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Wow. (laughs) So basically, she she has to decide whether she's going to just be like, yeah, totally. I'm her. Give me the money. Yeah. Or just walk away. Mm. And she's got a lot of stuff going on in her life where this inheritance would really set some things right. Right. Listen, Uh, I don't have
0: a lot of stuff going wrong in my life right now. Yeah, you don't. But I could use that inheritance. Could you? How much was it? Oh, they never say. Well, not yet anyway. So I'm about 80 pages in and I've been Uh very impressed. My
1: wife read it and she was a big fan too. All right. She hasn't read Women in Cabin 10. Right. So I think... If you read *Women in Cabin 10, you uh-huh. are likely put off of roofwear. Ware*. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I would say
0: uh, I can't speak for this one yet. But I would mm-hmm. say it's worth picking up. Uh, okay. Another one. How much in your head? What did you see the inheritance as? Like when you were reading it? Because I I heard first I thought you said twenty million dollars. I think it's. I mean, I think the implication is that it's high because there's a giant, right.
1: giant like family estate.
0: So, okay. Yeah. I would
1: say, at the very least, I think. Oh, you're man, you have talking like air conditioner on. Tens of thousands so yeah i could turn it off if you'd like yeah okay sorry everybody right, i doubt anybody can hear it but mm. i will we'll see i'll turn it we'll down s- just for to sneeze. you gonna sneeze. eric's gonna you sneeze. keep talking, i'll leave it on oh, oh, I keep going. I so again a bad one. we definitely have this in oh. our collection no it's okay uh, you can read it along with me and tell me what you think and if you've already read it you can always let us know twitter at all the book show right. facebook at david a how public library or send us an email at wellsville yeah. at stls.org eric's home address is as follows. no no, oh, no. We're not no. doing that? No, not unless I get a $20 million inheritance. Oh, okay. Well, so all you have to do is part- be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm Westaway. I know, am. And then you get it.
0: I'm, so that's yeah. it. That's it for me. That is West the end away. of my bookmark. Okay. Eric Mickles, take it away. Uh, what did I finish? I didn't read much more than comics this week. Okay. So I read uh, Five Ronin by uh, is it Peter Milligan. I can't remember if I his full name. I think it's Peter Milligan. Man, this should have been better. It's Marvel characters: Wolverine, oh. The Punisher, okay. Hulk, Deadpool, and Psylocke. Okay. Except they're in feudal Japan. Ooh, and that's it's, but you know what? That is the plot for Turtles in Time. It's a very cool concept. Turtles number three. Yeah, this comic was a cool concept. Just absolutely uh, wasted. A, a waste of a of a concept. That's very sad. Um, none of the character. None of the characters feel like they're Marvel. They're normal characters. Yeah. And. There's nothing to the stories that like there's nothing Wolverine about the Wolverine story. There's nothing Hulk about the Hulk story. And so I don't know, it's just kind of like you should have just written an original thing. Apparently yeah. you wanted to. Yeah. And I thought it would have been cool to have done it. Like the yeah. Punisher and Feudal of Japan, I thought that was gonna be cool. It weren't. I finished <laughs> uh I finished two different X Force titles. Wow. Uncanny X Force and Cable in the X Force. Uncanny X Force was uh this is by uh, someone, Humphreys. Okay. Not the Uncanny X-Force from the uh, that I read by um, Remender. Those are okay. good. This, real bad. I think this is technically volume two. Oh, you're on a roll. Anyway, not good. Uh, what else? Sam Humphreys. Thank you. I read The New Avengers and also The Avengers. This is the 2010 uh, Avengers lineup uh, that Brian Michael Bennis wrote after the Dark Reign Why saga. did you do it? Because- I, You know, I'm going to talk to the listeners just for a
1: minute. hmm Eric hates Brian Michael Bendis. And he keeps going back Not to the all well. The time. And
0: I need your help to stop him <laughs> from doing this. Um, Continue. Because they're the Avengers yeah. comics. So if I want to like be up to date with what's happening in the Marvel the Universe sure. proper yeah. in the big things, I have to read them. The problem is, it's just Bendis. And he's just like, look how witty my dialogue still is. I'm so fresh. It's just like, ah, you want to... Also, both of these series, Avengers and the New Avengers, you there's no plot in the opening. It's uh, an issue of them forming the team and, like, meeting at the mansion, and mm-hmm. then the villain shows up. Oh, wow. And both of them do this. And it's just like, that's not... Okay. That's nothing. That's just... I mean, that's worse. In, in Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. there's the cliche that you will have them, everybody meeting in a tavern. Okay. And like that's where the adventure comes that's to the them thing. or the adventure's right there. Okay. This is what that's like and it's just it's just no good. Mhm. So anyway, so are you going to stick with the series? Yes. Okay. I'm going to ha- I'm going to complain about it the whole time. This All will be right. the last time I talk about those until oh. I finish them. Until the capstone. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then I'm reading Forever Peace. Okay. Uh Forever Peace is uh cool. I there's a twist coming up, I think, about like how they can And the war that they're in. Okay. But right now, it's not that. This is by Joe Haldeman. This isn't... It's a spiritual sequel to Forever War. It's not uh, a a sequel. It's not set in the same universe as Forever War. Okay. Um, But one of the main concepts in this is that people... um, Kind of like Pacific Rim, but they get in more uh, miniature, personalized, like, uh, mech uh, armor to, to fight... And and they end up uh mentally jacking into each other's uh like brains. Okay. And so if one dies, the others feel it. And oh. if one gets hit, the others feel it. Um I I'm sorry, just point uh-huh. of order. You're describing the Borg. Kind of. From Star Trek the Borg. Well, you know, sometimes okay. we have to become what we hate the most. The to most kill to kill the most the most things we hate. What <laughs> we hate. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Elegant. Um so I'm waiting for that other twist because it seems like oh well this it's funny because it seems like the whole like sharing the mindscape in battle could be enough for like one book yeah but i think it's just like this is here and then we're going to get to something else okay so yeah what about the uh the short story you read oh that's right i read a short story by guess who who wendy Corsi stop we know her she wished you a happy birthday she hugged me she did she hugged you yeah she did Yeah. yeah yeah So very um, friendly lady. Yes, uh, she wrote. Uh, I what was Father's Eyes? My yeah, father's yes, eyes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a short story in this. Yeah. Um, te- is it technically by Lee, Ch- Lee Child's The editor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a series. It's that, called um, First Thrills, Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Each,
1: so basically, it's it's people writing little short stri- thriller stories. Mm-hmm. Heather Graham writes
0: several. Yeah. Stephen Coons, Lee Child, of course. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Did you uh, like it? Yeah, you gave it to me. You're like, here, read this, and yeah. I'm reading it. And I'm like, oh, this is why did he it's give a this dark. to me it's a yeah there's dark. some dark stuff in there and then the twist yeah, as it is yeah, don't tell it uh the the concept of it is shows its head i'm like oh okay that was yeah. fun yeah i thought so too
1: i didn't see it coming and i was reading it, it was like oh yeah. god i don't want to read something like this yeah and then when i got to the end i was like okay
0: okay all right check good job wendy of course stop check one too I liked all right it. i liked it so that's what i've been reading red you know what what while
1: we had been on the line uh-huh. we should have got him to commit on Mike to making us some new sounds because what we need now mm-hmm. is a little like drum beat guitar riff thing uh-huh. to signify that we're ending our book, uh, Hmm. segue music our, yes yeah. we're ending our bookmarks yeah. and ba, moving ba, da, on to book news ba, but before we do that i need to ask you a question about a little book called teen titans volume one damien knows best what are you going
0: to ask me about it well this showed up uh-huh.
1: uh, as a hold for me yeah. because as you know we're connected to 48 other libraries and we can request any other books and right. get them in at any so time You ask yeah. here sure i didn't put this on hold because i don't know if you know this but i hate the character of damien so, him being in charge of the Teen uh-huh. Titans, a group right. that I
0: like, it's uh-huh. uh, <laughs> not something that I would enjoy. Here's, and yet, here's here my question. Is. Yeah. Do you like the character of Robin? Yeah, I do. I love do Robin. Do you it's like the favorite. Teen Titans? Yeah. You answered your own question. But I, I don't... I can't help it, man. All this right. is what DC's putting up for you. I wanted to get you the Titans book that has like Barry Allen I read or that. Wally West. Wally West, West? yeah. And uh, other cool characters. Maybe Cyborg? Yeah. They didn't have it. No one had it. Well,
1: this one does have Wally West. It's Wally West 2, like a different model on the... uh, Look at that. That looks so fun. I know. Look at all those characters that Damien knows better than. I guess I should appreciate (laughs) your devotion
0: to me. I'm just trying
1: to help you, man. I'm trying to help you keep up to date going on. All right. So, end of
0: Bookmark, and let's begin... book news okay
1: yeah all right i have got some advance notices to share with my friends you
0: think you're so cool because you have these advance notices a little oh okay yeah a little bit sure
1: i'm gonna start in large print folks this is gathering of secrets by linda castillo this is coming to us in september Mm -hmm. available in large print when historic barn burns Uh to the ground in the middle of the night chief of of police (laughs) kate buckholder is called to investigate Kate At Buckholder? First, Buckholder. Mm. At first, it looks like an accident, but when the body of an 18 year old Daniel Gingrich is found inside, burned alive, mm. Kate suspects murder. Who would want a well liked, hard working young Amish man dead? As Kate wades through a sea of suspects, she's confronted by her own violent past and an unthinkable possibility. Yeah, this is book number 10 in the Kate Burkholder series, which I have not read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think hers tend to be a little on the uh, dark side. Oh, yeah. A little dark. Uh, Burkholder sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah, it sounds funny. Burkholder, Burkholder. Let's move on to standard print. Whatever, you don't know anything about Pokemon. Okay, you're right. <laughs> this is book number, we're going to do a, a J.D. Rob. Oh. This is Leverage in
0: Death. How many do you think in deaths? preceded this? I think we do this every time there's a J.D. Rob Death I book. would like you to guess. Uh 42 40 this is 47 wow so preceded by 46 Still, yeah. and and remember these are like
1: i think vaguely romantic uh futuristic mm-hmm. cop stories mm-hmm. by nora roberts dark dark yeah. alter ego this yeah. her jack of spades right
0: if you will right would you watch a tv show about a cop whose partner is a werewolf yeah okay yeah i think we've covered this all right but i would yeah all yeah. right <laughs>
1: Lieutenant Eve Dallas puzzles over a a bizarre suicide bombing in a Wall Street office building.
0: Did Teen Wolf ever become a cop?
1: Hmm. I never watched the
0: animated series. Okay, yeah. So possibly there. That seems like the thing they would do Possibly
1: there. You know what? I'll ask Jason Bateman. We'll see what he said. Okay. Uh, Anyway, Lieutenant Eve Dallas puzzles over a bizarre suicide (laughs) bombing in a Wall Street wall street office building in the latest in the number one new york times best-selling series i have been meaning to put this on the book club since we've been doing book just clubs dude already in 2014 and i keep just kind of pushing it yeah. i'm like oh wait i need something else for that slot until so this one
0: gets kicked you're your own worst enemy man i know 2019 <laughs> could be yeah. the year yeah are you an ra salvatore fan i've read one of his books and that was uh that was uh the Icewind Dale book okay. the first one i'll look it up did you like it Yes, it was very Dungeons and
1: Dragons-y. He, star- he wrote the novelization to what, Attack of the Clones?
0: Uh, yeah, I think yeah, so, yeah. which my wife loved. Oh, yeah. So I that think, sounds right. I think she's a bigger R.A. Salvatore fan than I am. Probably. Hold on. Shout
1: out to Kendra. Uh, anyway, so this is new from R.A. Salvatore. This is the first in the Drizzt trilogy. The what? No, that, D-R-I-Z-Z-T. No, what, did, what number? Book number one. No.
0: It's book number one in this new... That's what I said, the Drizzt trilogy. R- right, but... Drizzt is a character who's been okay. around since 1990 or before. Okay. Um, so this is like a new Drizzt trilogy new, in the Great. I feel like we're saying story. the story, but no. Yes. Okay. I, I'm just saying the Icewind Dale trilogy. I yeah. think was his first one. Drizzt. Yes. It's an exhausting name. Uh. Speaking of exhausting, no,
1: it's, it's Drizzt du Urden. That's that's worse. You know how I've been kind of reading Stone Barrington for the last couple of years. Crystal Shard. That was the first. Stuart one. Woods. Yeah. I have like a, a rotation and when i don't know what to read i kind of look at that and i'm like oh i haven't read a Stuart woods in a while uh-huh. i picked up one of the ed eagle books and it's, uh-huh. they're just so smutty yeah they're just so like silly and Mm-mm. smutty and they just I <laughs> you love them they're not fun anymore oh. so i have struck Stuart woods Ooh. from the list yikes so you know you have to make some hard decisions every once yeah. in a while you take the good and you know who knows take that the bad you know, your facts of life reference is suddenly very relevant and sad because they're talking yes, you're right. Yeah. Yes, what what is her name? What is her name in real life? Mrs. Garrett? Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, I was Charlotte Ray, I think is her name. She- Mrs. Garrett just passed away. Yeah. So sad.
0: Sorry. She and was- they're talking about a reboot. And they're so talking about what a reboot. About. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. You know, she was great on ER as well. Long after the facts of lives mm-hmm. years, great on ER. But yes, they're talking about
0: rebooting the facts of lives yeah. because I don't. I guess Molly Molly Ringwald call your agent. I don't know. Back to Drizzt. Yes. So Drizzt has been around forever. It's like Ra Salvatore's like character. Okay. Um, but it's set in the Dungeons and Dragons world. Oh, it is. Yes. Oh, okay. I it, the, it's set in the Forgotten Realms, well, which I is should've... a uh, reality, which is you know a universe in Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. So. Um, I should have let couldn't t- have this one. I, w- I couldn't tell you what number. He's hes had I so think. many trilogies. All right. Well, so. without
1: further ado, at long last, <laughs> New York Times bestselling author R.A. Salvador returns with one of fantasy's most beloved and enduring icons. Would you say that's true? He's very
0: popular. I've never heard of this man. Well, I think he's very popular in the realm of d and D. I Gotcha. I don't think he's popular. Gotcha. Like, I could say Gandalf to anyone. And like, oh, Do you wizard. think my
1: my role play character of... Neptor. Neptor would uh-huh. get along well with the Drist.
0: Yeah, you're both wandering souls. Okay. Yeah, both and kind of... Uh, where
1: do we land on me getting those experience points because even though oh we switch, gosh. it's not going to happen? All okay, right, I on. don't know. It's fine. Hold
0: on. Let's anyway. see if, uh, if the listeners can tell the disdain in my okay. voice just by this. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> the dark elf <laughs> Dritz <laughs> do urdin. Yes. Dark in elf being a drow. trilogy
1: full of swordplay, danger, and imaginative thrills. Would yeah. you like some more? Sure, yeah. Centuries ago in the city of Menzo Baranzen, nice. the city of spiders, uh-huh. the city Ooh. of drow, yeah. nestled deep in the unmerciful Underdark of yeah, Toril. The is bad a news. young weapon master earned a reputation far above his station or that uh-huh. of his poor house. The greatest nobles watched him, and one matron in particular decided to take him as her own. She convinced. Oh, connived. Sorry. She uh-huh. connived with rival great houses to secure her prize. Yeah. But that prize was caught for her uh-huh. by another, who came, up quite, who came to quite enjoy the weapon master. This was mm-hmm. the beginning of the friendship between Zaknifin and Jari Axel uh-huh. and the compiling of Matron Malice. Well, if her name is Matron Malice... Uh-huh
0: steer well, that was, clear that was probably a name she took later on i don't know i don't That's think it's a birth name you know like everyone in the bible yeah. their name is yeah. like what's gonna happen yeah. to them biblical later. or uh or disney-esque true like maleficent yeah come on maleficent <laughs> yeah. be nice okay. be nice maleficent okay <laughs> <laughs> maleficent i'm being nice <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so stupid <laughs> so
1: stupid uh, yeah. Anyway, the beginning of the Maleficent, <laughs> the character from the Book of Genesis, oh, and the Weapon Master who would sire Dritz Do Erden. So is this this is like a Oh wow, this must be a prequel. A Dritz
0: prequel. <laughs> Listen, I've only read the first book of the. Would you tales say <laughs> that
1: this would be a good hopping on point for fans of Dritz? People wanting to get into Dritz.
0: No idea. You wouldn't say that this is a good Dritst beginning. I don't know. Okay. I mean, aren't prequels dritzed always the begins. worst place to start?
1: Dritst year one.
0: I mean, I know you used to love starting with prequels. How often are you gonna beat me up for that? No, I was, I'm just I saying, saying you've, I'm sorry. you've long you've long moved from that position. But I you know. used to, it used to be like Nick. Stop reading that. That's not the first book. Yeah. You're like hey, chronologically. So I know. Uh, I know. Yeah, I feel bad, but because I haven't read. Um, I haven't really read any D&D books. It's just that one. Yeah. What a poser. Hey, man. It's just the crystal shard. And I liked it.
1: The three that I mentioned will be coming out in September, and those are all ones guaranteed to be here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. And you can access them from anywhere in the Southern (laughs) Tier library system. Cool. Or at your local library. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it for me. That's my advance notices, but I want to know what's hip, what's happening now, what's today. What's on the New York Times bestsellers list? Oh, that'd be good. what you're asking. Yeah, that'd be good.
0: Uh, number ten on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction, yeah, is uh, "All We Ever Wanted" by Emily Giffen. A scandal sends members of two Nashville families into chaos. Ooh, you want to know what was bumped off the list since last time? I would. When life gives you Lululemons is at oh, number eleven. Oh no. Before we were yours by Lisa Wingate is at twelve. Oh. And the Good Fight by Daniel Steele is really at thirteen. It in. Yeah. All right. So, number nine then. Uh, are you familiar with Emily Giffen? Have you read something by her? I
1: haven't, but, well, no, I'm thinking okay. of Sophie Kinsella. I always confuse
0: them. What about Ann Tyler? Are you familiar with Ann Tyler?
1: Yeah, I just read Clock Dance.
0: Good, because that number nine is Clock Dance. Come on and do the clock dance. <coughs> <If> the <coughs> clock dance, <coughs> come and do the clock dance. Bring your dad <coughs> <laughs> to. Uh, a window into Willa Drake's life of 50 years and how she adjusts to some of life's surprises. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on fire, She but gotta, I'll adjust. She thinks on her feet. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a, it's just the cover of a cactus. Yeah. So I don't know what that cover is telling us about this character. Yeah. I don't either. Okay. There was mention of
1: a cactus a few times, and I, w- I was thinking, like, that's got to be a metaphor. That's got to be, like, symbolic for something. But right. Is that's it? when our listeners <laughs> can tell us.
0: Okay. Uh, so what's up next? Oh, You I, tell me. I'm looking. I accidentally closed it. brad thor spymaster no spymaster stink master. listen to this summary oh we did this joke last time but it's a good one okay. listen to this sick summary from the Memory. new york times bestsellers list about spymaster super interesting the 18th so. book in the scott Havarth series mm-hmm. That's I, read, it. I
1: read a Scar- scott harvath
0: yeah brad thor mightiest of the brads yeah Yep. uh but anyway uh number seven is the perfect couple this is by Ellen Hildebrand. Ellen Hildebrand. Yeah. had hey. A couple Ellen Hildebrands. A body is found in the Nantucket Harbor. <gasps> long before- And a woman oh, in cabin hours 10 before a picture-perfect wedding. Right, and sees the
1: murder. Oh,
0: uh, This is a book you wanted to read. Oh, okay. Not that, not the perfect couple. Well, oh. maybe you do. I don't know you. Nah. Uh, Debbie McCumber, Cottage by the Sea. I know. I was weirdly drawn. I have been under a lot of stress lately. Yeah. And there was a very
1: soothing cover. You were image, drawn so. by The
0: Vacation. Yeah. Presented on the cover. Of...
1: Nice, crisp, blue sky. Yeah. A lawn I don't have to mow.
0: Yeah. Annie Marlowe. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm 75. <laughs> Jeez. Annie Marlowe forms new relationships in the Pacific Northwest as she tries to recover from tragedy. That sounds fun. So she's trying to recover from tragedy. Yeah. You just don't want to mow your lawn right now. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Really? It's so hot. It is very hot. Yeah. yeah. And it's like always raining right Let now. Let it grow. So it's just like, yeah. It's Let rough. it grow. But you know what? I mowed my lawn yeah. and my neighbor didn't. And I was like get outside and mow your lawn or, right now
1: see i'm always that guy i have i have a retiree <laughs> uh-huh. and somebody who loves mowing their lawn on the yeah. other side of me so it's like by the time i do it which yeah. is probably once a week yeah. not much more than that mm-hmm. they've done it at least twice yeah and so theirs just look like pristine yeah. like it's just been shaved with a big razor mm-hmm. on the front lawn and yeah. in by contrast yeah. mine looks like the jungle from jumanji yeah
0: I'm glad you said, because I was also going to say Jumanji. Were you really? Yeah. Wow. What year is it? Yeah. Sorry. Who are you in that one? I guess just Robin Williams when he comes back with the turtle shell hat. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, (laughs) So that was number six. (laughs) Obvious answer. Number five is new this week. Color Uh, me excited. What color is that? Would you say yellow? Orange. Hmm. Red. Well,
1: orange, both of those, red is definitely mad. Oh, okay. Excited, I guess, would be like- Pink? No, probably like a blues and greens and yellows, okay. kind of mixed
0: together. All right, color nick all those colors together. Number five, "Ghosted" by Rosie Walsh. When Eddie disappears, Sarah realizes they did not share the truth with each other. He just got ghosted. Yeah, she got, she ghosted. got, ghosted. She got ghosted. She got ghosted. She's doing. She got ghosted. He's doing the ghosting. Have you ever ghosted someone? I, I. That's when you just leave, right? Yeah, when you just like stop responding and yeah, you have done all that? the time. Really? Yeah, you've ghosted people. Yeah, huh? It's my thing. I don't thing. think
1: it's generally looked upon in a positive light.
0: It is with the ghost. Well, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> it listen. If the ghoster cared if it was generally well thought of, yeah, they wouldn't be ghosting. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even right. bother being ghosted. Yeah, You're but right. because they're ghosting, they don't care about what the general consensus is yeah. on ghosting is. So, yep. Ghosted. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Did you ever finish Ghosted? Did you ever watch? No, I never even. Watched we watched it. a little bit, and then they like kind of put it on hiatus while yeah. they redid it, and we never got back to Fox. it. Fox. It was a Fox show. Yeah.
1: Craig yeah. Uh, Robinson, and yeah. Adam Scott.
0: Yeah. I wanted to. It looked fun. Number four. Stephen King. The Outsider. Mm-hmm. So still popular. Still popular. Still got holds on it. People no, still I mean, want number it. Three. He's at the outside. Yeah. He's got a new one coming out soon too. Don't talk. We can't. I, well, we sorry. can't okay. commit. Number three. Okay, go ahead. No,
1: go go ahead. It's on everybody's like hotly anticipated list. I feel like the outsider people. just did one. I know, but I don't think people are really like digging it. And nobody likes Sleeping Beauties. So it's been a while since he had a a good one.
0: Well, maybe his next one will be that one. Maybe. Uh, But book number three is The Other Woman by Daniel Silva. Remember when I kept calling him Danielle Silva? Yes.
1: I think we all remember. It was a harrowing time. I still
0: fight that inside
1: of me. Isn't Daniel a much more common name than Danielle? Like,
0: don't you have... Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not calling him a Daniela.
1: That's not even... I mean, I'm sure somebody has that name, but that's not a Daniella. common name. Daniela. Yeah. No. That's not a name? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, anything can be. Wouldn't I be like,
0: hi, this is Daniela? That's not a regular if that name. that was her name. Daniela. I don't think it's a common
1: name. It's not like a weird... It's not like you're saying, here's my friend Plutarch,
0: which at one point
1: was a common name, but uh-huh. it's, it's so far <laughs> removed. Yeah. Okay. So...
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's news to me. Hey, you know what? What? Lock that away in case there's a little uh, little baby Mickles someday. Daniela.
0: Plutarch. Daniela no, Plutarch. No, we settled <laughs> on Torpy.
1: We settled on Torpy. Torpy. Mickles. All right. Uh, let's... <laughs> Number two. This
0: one's for you, Torpy. The Torpster, I yeah. call him. Number two. Like when Spielberg and George Lucas got together to do Indiana Jones, yeah. Bill Clinton and James President, James Patterson. <laughs> I said James President.
1: James President. That's very good. <laughs> Listen,
0: yeah. if the character's name in this book was called james, james president. president i wouldn't yeah. be surprised yeah president is missing by that's james true. patterson yeah. and bill clinton <laughs> sexy jay president returns <laughs> to the white house <laughs> that's pretty good yeah they would call him jay president probably hey so bill clinton daniel No, Sil- sexy was the first name oh and jay was the, the middle, middle initial. sexy j so, yeah all right yeah so you got stephen king uh daniel silva yeah and bill clinton and james patterson yeah. Uh, below first place. Ooh. Who do you think? Who Who do you think is taking the first place? I mean, Danielle Steele. Hmm. What if I told you it was Timothy Zahn, and it was his new Star Wars What Thrawn Are Alliances you me? is at number one. Yowzer. New this week. Wow. Yep. Darth Thrawn Alliances, a Star Wars saga. Darth Vader and Grand Admiral Thrawn joined forces to serve Emperor Palpatine. That-
1: surprises me uh-huh. and is palpatine. also a good time to mention did i say
0: palpatine yeah you did i meant palpatine yeah listen i meant palpatine uh, we
1: know you. i did. meant it i well we don't have to get into it now because next week we've got a whole timothy's on spotlight uh an old buddy of mine uh, sure from do. my college days is joining us to talk about timothy's on so we won't get into it now okay. i'm a little surprised i'm a little it. surprised that it's a uh, hitting number one yeah so yeah, good well. for him though i mean yeah. congratulations timothy's on
0: his last one did yeah. well. Yeah. His last one at least showed up on number two. Yeah, I, I think, think we was, were very shocked there. Then.
1: It was, yeah, it wasn't long. Now he's so got that's new I media. Yeah. So we recorded this one a while back, the mm-hmm. interview uh, about Timothy Zahn. Uh-huh. That's what we were kind of saying, like he's back because he's back, there's baby. just been so much. Yeah. Uh, well, the cover so has hyper on these Thrawn books. The cover
0: has Thrawn. Well, who that people, that people love. Yeah, and then it has Darth Vader, who people know. People also know. So yeah. that's one of that's Vader. That's the thing Vader often says. People know me. Yeah, he's always like, people know me? <laughs> he says it in a much deeper voice. No,
1: I think that was just right. <laughs> okay. Well, the original, like the David Prowse voice, would be like, "People know me. I am David
0: Prowse." Yes. Yeah.
1: Go yeah. Google Darth Vader's original yeah. voice because yeah. it's pretty funny. Yeah. With apologies to David Prowse. Yeah, of course, but it is yes. funny when yes. you expect. Die, Dark, to... Dark Lord! Yeah. Here I come, Luke Skywalker! <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> uh. You're a traitor! <laughs> uh, if anything, we're underplaying it yeah. as well. So please. Uh, please google that and
0: then they didn't get him to come back and re-record for revenge of the sith yeah where he's like no Padmer. no no
1: i have the high ground so stupid this is so stupid i can't remember if we cover this next week so i'm just going to ask you right now uh-huh are you planning to read the throne books the new ones yes
0: eventually you are yeah okay I've read the other ones. I don't know why I was so proud of yeah. you for that. I was like, really big guy.
1: Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Sounds like, Yeah. Oh, Timothy Zahn's on the line. Just, he's not. I'm sorry. That no, was me. I shouldn't even have joked. Oh, for his happy birthday. They, I don't know what he sounds like. Yeah.
0: David Prowse, is he on the line? Hey,
1: happy birthday, Eric. <laughs> Eric, it is my pleasure
0: to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs>
1: I could maybe arrange that. Yeah. I could call David Browse. Why yes. not? Yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm.
0: The forces. Anyway, I, could, I guess this is what we're doing now. <laughs> this is going to be our whole ride yes. home, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, Do you think he also did the lightsaber sound effects probably when he was? Pew pew. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I don't know. A sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that caps our New
1: York Times bestseller list. Yeah, of course it does. I mean, now it's time for library news, but the summer reading program is dunzo. Mm-hmm. So now it's <laughs> it like... has
0: to be after you just pronounced program program. Did I? You're like the the summer. Yeah, we'd have to go back on the oh, tape. Okay. But you're like the summer reading program. I
1: Maybe I was still in David Prosser. mode. Yes. it's like program. <laughs> anyway, don't blame that on Prosser. The summer he reading program has concluded. Yeah, we had really good attendance this year. I thought I, yeah. this place has been hopping. Hopping. Top We've top. got a little bit of the book sale left, and right now it's like three dollars for all you can carry, and I mean all you can carry. If you want to bring a pickup truck, three dollars. Do I? Okay. If you want to bring a large writer truck and fill it with books, three adala. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, that David Frost thing has messed with our brains right now. Yeah. I guess it has. All right. Uh, here's a serious one though. Okay. On Saturday the 11th, uh-huh. we're having a job fair. So I've been working with the other directors in Allegheny County, other library directors. Uh-huh. And we put together this job fair. We've invited several businesses to come. We have about 10 or 11 businesses who are actively looking to hire. I'm going to be here at the library from 9 to noon on Saturday the 11th. We have somebody here helping with resumes. You can print your resume here, sit down face-to-face with employers. So whether you need a job or somebody you know, please spread the word because this is we're really excited about this program and hope to... Uh, <laughs> I hope to have great success with it so yeah. i hope you can join us for that Woo. the book clubs are currently reading blue heaven uh-huh. by cj box that oh, one's wow. coming first uh-huh. and then uh just in time for the next one to come out we're reading cuckoo's calling the first of the cormoran strike books by robert galbraith aka jk rowling uh i've only read this first one i was going to read the second one but i've heard it's very like yucky mm-hmm. so i just <laughs> never have yucky well it's just like violent and yeah dis- yucky. and disturbing yucky. so i just never went back to sure. it but you can join us anytime, and it's not a yeah. recurring. You know, you can just do one book club. People are always like, "I don't want to commit to a hundred book don't. clubs." Yeah. You don't have to. Oh, you could just do one. You could come to the book club and then ghost it. Yeah, you can ghost it. And I'll keep texting, and being like, "Hey, you coming back to book club?" Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Why aren't they responding? Yeah,
0: not even sh- not even your profile picture isn't even showing up. No, just it's the not show that's been read. Yep, yep, just the
1: check mark. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So uh, that's the big stuff for me. Yeah. Uh, Tuesdays on the Terrace is just winding down. We've got uh, on August seventh and August fourteenth we have uh, our last meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank the Music on the Lawn Committee for the great uh, batch of concerts they had this year. Uh, all all uh, people just donating their time, volunteering, working on that. Our thanks to all the local businesses, businesses right. near and far, really, who helped sponsor the. Uh, the program so really thanks again to the music on the lawn committee for putting that all together it's a great community event and we're proud to be the lawn of music on the lawn hmm. so thanks everybody yeah. anything you want to mention teen wise or youth
0: wise bubble oh. man you want to talk about bubble man is showing up the ninth that's is right that correct Do yep. you remember the time six o'clock six o'clock on yep. uh august 9th yep. the bubble man Doug is coming. doug's been here before he does yep. a great show so it's a bubble show is yeah, it's Yeah, bubble tastic b- yeah bubble okay Yep. um so, yeah, that's going on. And then uh, planning stuff for when school starts back up in just a couple weeks. Is that true? Wow. Yeah. Like, what, three weeks?
1: I'd take your word for it.
0: Sorry, all the kids that listen to all the books. Yeah, kids. But it's about to be Sorry, all the kids. school. kids. You're
1: going to have to find your work somewhere else. Whoa. kids.
0: Okay. Anything else? <laughs> no, I think, that's, I think that's it. All right. I'm just imagining you telling all the kids to find their work somewhere else. Yes. That's well, fine. our thanks to... Uh, our special guest
1: sally murphy yes our special guest ben layman yeah uh our very extra special guest wendy corsi staub yes the most uh, special guest of them all and a special
0: birthday boy me for yes. showing up here on yeah. the podcast as he does a week at after that. Week. i didn't even get upset that we had all these special guests and i didn't even list you and you didn't even well, list me as a special you guest. Yeah.
1: 32 you know yeah. it's a time in every young man's life where yeah. he says you know what I'm not going to sweat the small
0: stuff. Yeah. I'm going to mow my lawn every yeah. two weeks. Hey, it, this is what I always have to readjust when I have a birthday. Yeah. It's what now is the halfway point of my life. Ooh. So what's what's half of 32? 16? 16. Yeah. So, si- so I've lived... Okay. So there you go. Yeah. So when I think now at 16, I can now think like, oh man, I've lived yeah. twice that life. Yeah so yeah. thinking a 17 and a half yeah. year old me that's why turning 28 was <laughs> such a big deal because my yeah. life it feels like it didn't really start in a lot of ways until i was 14 that's how a ya novel starts so really? write that down yeah no yeah. okay yep yeah. 14 <laughs> that was the start for you Well, a lot of different stuff okay. changed so anyways and then when i was 28 i was like oh my gosh so each year it, are you predicting your own death by no. saying
1: that that's half of your life
0: no i'm just saying like thus far yeah I think, like, what what was half my life Realistically,
1: what do you think half your life's going to be? 30. That's... You think you're going to die when you're 60?
0: Ah, if I'm lucky. man,
1: I'm going to get you some vegetables. (laughs) Freaking me out.
0: So, considering Tom Cruise is turning 59, or he's turning 60. Turning 60. Yeah. If I live to be 60. Yeah. So
1: you got to make a lot of Mission Impossible movies to catch up with Tom Cruise. That's true. But he,
0: he's been doing it since the 90s. That's true. I could probably get... If I do one every two years, yeah. starting now,
1: yeah. I'll, I'll be done. you catch up. Yeah. You could be up. done by the time I'm 50 You something. have to have that special brand of craziness that Tom Cruise has to make yeah. it work, though. All right. Can I be your Ving Rhames?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's so special, special brand of craziness, like I scream through a one-way mirror all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that I'm, that I'm screaming at my reflection, and yeah, you, you guys can see But me. you need to
1: start it with like an Oprah couch moment. It doesn't have to be Oprah because she doesn't have a show anymore. Right. But it has to be Steve Harvey? You don't have to it doesn't have to be on a show. It just has to be that kind of a moment.
0: So I just take a picture of me on a couch. Jumping on the couch yelling at my new cat. I think that you're missing a point. Oh, I could be yelling to my wife that I love our new cat. Yeah. On my couch. I I love her. Exactly. I love her.
1: Yes. Okay. All right. Well, again, happy birthday to Eric. Thanks to our new friend, Wendy Corsi Staub. Please check out her book, Little Girl Lost, available wherever you get your books and here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yep. Uh, Thanks to our other guests. And thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week.